Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. You know, I recently um, had someone who came into our online program and he's like, Esty, I thought I was gonna meet with you one-on-one every week. I'm like, nowhere. Like there's nowhere, not on the sales page, not in the follow-up email sequence, not on the webinar. There's nowhere that I said that we're going to meet one-on-one every week. I could totally hear that you'd want to, but there's nowhere that I, I ever pretended to oh say Oh my that. gosh. <laughs> you know? I, I'll speak to you every week. That's what group coaching is. It's, it's one on many. And, and I'm very, and I'm so transparent. So whenever someone comes back to me with like, Something that I'm like, I don't know how. I once had a client, you'll appreciate this. Oh, oh, you'll appreciate this. I once had a client, this is years ago already, who we, we cut the deal. So here's something, and I'm curious on your opinion on this. So I always do a verbal conversation and then do a follow-up email. So I always put it in writing, but I do try to have that conversation first to smooth it, to sort out, because I'm a more negotiator, I'm a salesperson. And I, I, want, sure. I want everyone to feel fairly treated and I want to work at it. And sometimes you can't, and I have a whole, one of my most viral LinkedIn videos is, you know, firing my client um, and no more nightmare clients. Like those, those videos went massive, you know, and I talk right. about these kind of situations, but I've always done contracts from day one. I love when someone's like, oh, I didn't know this cost money. I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you read the thing you signed where it said it cost money? Oh my money? gosh. Did you yeah. think this was, I was volunteering, um, but this one's better. So, um, train of thought, train of thought. Yeah. So always verbally sort it out and then put it in writing, obviously sign it confirmed yeah. and then we can go ahead. So had a conversation with the client did the contract. It was one of these like six week, eight week, you know, strategy plan situations. We, we work fast because we work micro. And uh, so we're hitting, I think week five or, or six, the contract. I have. And so I sit with clients and I say, okay, you know, we're starting to wrap up. We've covered already like 90%. Next week is either our last meeting or maybe it'll be one more. My client was just like, Esty, I thought we're meeting every week for the year. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know why you would, you would think that at the price that I gave you. That, that yeah, would be right. very unusual. That would be paying me like $10 an hour. That's not really my rate. Um, that's not really how this works. And she's like, oh, but, but that's what I understood. And I said, okay, so did you see in the contract where it said very clearly we have weekly meetings from you know six to eight weeks and we cover these and these points and you have this and this deliverable. And my contracts are so clear. They're not 30 pages. They're two. They're, yeah. they're terms of agreement with a teeny bit of legalese and like that's it. And she's like, oh, Esty, I didn't read that. I just signed it. I just relied on what we talked about. And I'm like, I don't really know how you get through life at all, quite honestly. <laughs> how did, it, how it did you get here? All the time, and um, that it's 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 I'm I'm cringing or laughing inside. I don't know what it is, but that whole um, and, and here's you know, here's one of my biggest struggles. So I'm a Gallup certified strengths coach. And, you know, you determine- I don't even know what that is. So it is, um, uh, Gallup has I knew a you strength. had a bunch of certifications you didn't put in your bio. I was right. Because I don't- Because you don't need it because you're you. And, and, I, exactly. and I appreciate that. I also, yeah. I don't put any and letters. I, I have letters. I don't, I just don't use them. Well, and here's, here's one, you know, so- Strengths Finder is about amplifying your strengths, determining we're all born with innate talents, those naturally recurring patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior, those things that come naturally to you, right? And broadly speaking, there's there's 34 of them, but you can separate into like strategic thinking, relationship building, influencing, and executing. Like, are you a relationship builder? Are you a strategic that, you know, and you embrace those instead of focusing on your weaknesses. So you amplify your strengths. 
you manage your weaknesses. You outsource them, you delegate them. Sometimes you just trash them and you get out of them. You know, you don't use them. And um, there's a reason I was bringing this up. Oh, well, well regarding the certifications, um, so my top strength is learner. I get my certifications because I love to go and sit in these things and learn. It's how I hated school and it's just what I do. And, and they, do they help me uh, as a trainer and, and what I do? Absolutely. But like I'm a primal health coach, I did that to basically, do I include it in one of my, my masterminds? Sure. But I basically did it to like coach my family and myself, you know? And so- I um, love that. You, you do it for growth and contribution, not significance if we go absolutely. to the, the, the six human needs scale. Yeah. Yeah, love and it. significance is actually is a talent, but 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 one of my strengths, uh, top five, is responsibility. So all the all these strengths have uh, balconies and basements. I think Gallup changed the term. I still call it that because it's easy to understand. The balcony is like when you're using your superpowers for good. Your basement is when your strength gets in your way, and my responsibility gets in my way all the time because I do well. It's a good thing I do what I say I'm going to do but responsibility can also give me a major problem saying no. Or it's like, Kurt, you have 104 degree fever. Why are you going to that game? Because <laughs> I bought the tickets for $5 and the team is <laughs> counting on me. And they're like, what? And that's like how crazy it gets, you know? And so early on, when a client would come to me and say, you know, my, if my retainer rate was 10,000 bucks and they're like, well, I'll give you two, done. Because like I have a responsibility <laughs> to my family to take that $2,000 a month or whatever, right? And so um, my responsibility, uh, what were we talking about? I, I, I kind of digressed here, but- um, So um, we, we went from the client who didn't read the contract oh, to yes. your Gallup certified straight coach to me saying, what is that? To yes. talking about letters after your name, significance, and I'm really good at tracing paths. That's amazing. Well, it's perfect because I, now I remember. So, so- a couple things we talked about. One is, so it made me take those clients that I really didn't want to work with, but I felt the responsibility to something to take them. And yes, you're, you have money in front of me, boom, I'm taking it, right? Which caused problems, which you've talked about. I'm a big believer too that, you know, responsibility, it, it caused me to get in, um, in my book, it's the subtitle of my book, which is how to escape your comfort zone of misery, where I was in that for a long time, where it was just comfortable enough. Henry David Thoreau called it the life of quiet desperation, which is sometimes yeah. more dangerous than loud because the quiet desperation you can ignore for a while, even if you're unfulfilled, you're unhappy, but even if you're having you. anxiety attacks. I mean, so I had anxiety easy. attacks where I wanted to die. Like I was curled up on my bed with stomach pain, right? Even that wasn't enough to, to make it loud enough. Till it got loud, I shut down my agency overnight, peak revenue and all that. But so what I learned to do was, you, back to the talk, uh, talking on the phone first and then sending the email. Yeah. If you get to a point where perhaps one of your strengths or your, your need to pe please people is causing you to continue drifting further and further offshore, screw it. Send the email. And, oh, for sure. Um, so yeah. that's, what I did. that's what I did with my client because I knew here's exactly what was going to happen. I was going to get on the call and immediately, and this was actually confirmed, he'd start yelling. Then he'd say, hold on, I'm getting the boss. She's going to come in and start yelling. So I confirmed that's what they were going to do. They were going to pick up the phone and start yelling at me. And you know what? Several years later, screw it. And as someone told me, you know what? They've, they've fired people over email before and, and got rid of them. But um, 
Um, so anyways, but I fall into the trap of when I have a group course where it does not say personal emails anyways, hey, we're buddies, hop on a call. And then I do that. And then it's like, what did you do? And so recently in, uh, I was, it's called the Freedom Club Accelerator. It got out of hand. It's like, well, I did it for him and I did it for her. And now I got to do it over there. And it was starting to get out of control, certainly for the price point. So finally I had to put in there, hey, great. I've enjoyed the discussions, but you know what? Um, to, to, to be fair to everyone, if you want calls, here's the three call package for X amount. Yeah. No one's requested a call since. So someone said, well, you're trading time for money. I said, no, I'm not because I know no one's going to pay that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. I said, yeah, I, that, was, that, was a ni- that was my nice way of saying none of you, are, I know none of you are going to pay that. But it's, it goes back to that Pavlovian approach. And I know probably later we're going to, you're asking me my biggest struggle. That's one struggle. Yeah, you, is, you can tell me right now. I'm too. Because we hit later already. We could go for hours. <laughs> we could go for hours. Um, it's, what, what, what is the struggle? Because I think I, I hear you're already touching on it. And it sounds like that's kind of been the thread. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's, a, it's a boundaries, but not for, for lack of thought and for desire to contribute. Yeah, it's, it's a, um, I, I never think I'm giving enough, uh, for what someone's paying. It's a, it's a constant struggle. I went back to probably when I had my PR and ad agency and I'm getting a lot better at it as I just stop, I start getting sick of people not paying for something. And, and now I'm doing corporate workshops and, you know, B2B, it's like, yeah, we have a budget, boom. And it's five times, you know, but even in group programs, uh, Pete Dunn, who's on my team, he, he said, you're, it's funny. People who watch my videos, people who hear, who, who just listen to me speak, no one's ever accused me of being too nice. And Pete <laughs> said, you're too nice. And my wife said, no, I know what he's talking about because yeah, you, you, some people will perceive you as, well, not perceive me. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm no BS. You know, it's like, get off your butt. I'm not going to coddle you, that type of thing. But when it comes to, I have that sense it's of responsibility. Service. It's service. Yes. It's, it's yeah. very, I'm also, I'm very blunt. I'm very straightforward. But if, if you think that you were going to get something from me and I wasn't clear in communicating it, or, or if I feel that I was remiss in any way in delivering something, I will go to the ends of the earth to make it up to you. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think and it's sometimes a place of service. You, and sometimes we can feel too guilty because I'll, I'll think, but I didn't think I clearly communicated that. And Pete will be like, dude, I was on the call. You communicated <laughs> it just fine. Like and we all need people like that in our team. I've got one of my V's also who's like, SD, you clearly said, so like we had one of our first group cohort um, coaching, um, you know, it, it's one per business, right? And so people came in with their spouses, with the entrepreneurial couples who were like sharing it. And I was like, you know, I didn't say, I said one per person. I didn't say per business. I hadn't thought it through, right? But I meant per business. And they came in as a couple and said, look, we only took it because we thought we could do it together. So I said, fine. I said, fine. Yeah. Fine. You know, and then in the next cohort, I was very, very careful to say this is a one per business. So if you've got two spouses and family members, you would need multiple, you know, um, products yeah. basically. Like you would need to buy multiples for multiple spouses if you have different businesses. And I had one guy who was like, I didn't hear that. I only bought it. You know what? Fine. I'll drop out middle of the program. I want you to work with my sister. I'm like, 
okay, so I've been working with you for half the program. It's like, yeah, but if I had a question on one of the earlier modules, you would answer it. So why wouldn't you answer my sister's question on an earlier module? I'm like, you know, I feel like logic isn't going to get us anywhere. Um, yeah. It was my only refund in over a hundred people that we put through the program in the first six months. He's like, I want, I want a refund. I said, you know what? Honestly, cool. I, I don't think if this is the mindset, I can't help you. And if I can't help you, it doesn't matter that the terms and the dates and the what. Cool. It's cool. <laughs> Someone yeah. else will be the right person for you. It's not going to be me, but it hurts. It hurts when I do surveys totally. and some people are like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. Some people are like, best survey, best survey. As, as a group program, you'll love this. Highly unsatisfied. Program didn't help. I wasn't happy with any of it. I realized group programs don't work for me and I never opened the material or tried to use it. I'm like, right. really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't try. I never told you that I didn't try. I never asked for help to try. I just said that this is bad. What? There are, it's amazing. And people who, who aren't in our line of work are shocked. Guy pays me $5,000. We do one call and he ghosts and never shows up again. Doesn't ask for money back. Just disappears. It was no refunds, so he wasn't getting his money back. Um, but that's happened numerous times. Oh, wow. And, um, and you know, it, it usually stems from one question, like, uh, who are you? And they, that question throws them for a loop. And they, they just don't even want to, like, whatever. Yeah. Or keep a time log for three days. They won't do it because uh, they don't want to admit there's waste in their day. And, you know, if I'm getting, I'm getting much more, I'm getting much more better. That's not really good. good <laughs> That's okay. We have, we have very good English here. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, you have to, when it, the, the most valuable thing we have is time. And, you know, a lot of people don't respect their own time. And so they, they won't respect our time. And as a business owner, you, there's people who out there who sell widgets, right? And so they see value as I give you a dollar, you give me widget X, right? For people like us who sell our time to them, you know, it's like, hey, uh, I'd like to pick your brain. You know, someone you've never met. Can we meet for coffee? You know, and, and I used to think, you know, because you talk to people who are in sales, like let's say they're realtors. You know, I pick on realtors because they waste so much time because it's like shotgun approach. We're going to throw everything against the wall. I'm going to work 24 hours a day in the hopes that I can find one client walking down the street randomly. Uh, this and is so the biggest rant, yeah. They'll be like, well, why don't you just go to coffees every day? It's like, because I would be wasting my time. Like I would, so you have to protect your time. I, one story, if I can, that, yeah. that will, that because it's fresh in my head and I wanted to like flip a table the other day, right? So I did a, a call uh, outbound. Well, actually it was, it was a LinkedIn connection request, right? And the guy had a title that's within my customer persona, right? And right away he's like, oh, dude, I see your content all the time. I've read a couple of your articles. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, we should definitely get. So I, a lot of times I surprise people. I pick up the phone and I call. And people aren't used to getting a phone call now. You know, it's like, oh, yes, we had a long talk or maybe 10 minute talk. The entire talk works at a company here in Charleston. They probably have, I don't know, 50, 60 employees there. We talked about the trainings I do with corporations on employee engagement and fulfillment and productivity. Oh, great. We talked about the nature of those. 
We had a discussion about the former people they brought in who did all sorts of gimmicks, like putting a smile button on the wall so you're happy and all this <laughs> BS, right? That was like the entire discussion. And he's like, you know what? We should bring you in to meet with me and my boss and the, and the VP of business development. I'm like, awesome. This is great. He's like, we have a chef here, an in-house chef. He makes lunch. He's like, come in and meet with us. And I'm like, that's awesome, great. And he's like, you know, and then he was VP of like channel partnerships, okay? And then we'll even show you, you know, if you, if you have any clients who might be interested in our services, like whatever, yeah. okay, great. Like that's how it went, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like nine minutes and 59 seconds of talking about what I do and like a second of, hey, maybe we'll give you that. So I get there, this is Wednesday or Tuesday. Go there, we're getting- And this is, a, this is still a no fee, like you're going down for free. Uh, yeah, and it's here, and it's like, okay, they're, they're giving me lunch, but it's a prospective big client. It could be uh, a very right. lucrative- Perfectly in your avatar, could be a really good thing, exactly. worth your time, nice lunch, you're good. It, totally. And they're like, oh, so, so how did you get into what you tell us about the employee? Okay, great, great, great. We sit down. First word's out. So I, I, will, I won't say his name. So Jimmy here tells us that you're here because you want to be interested, you're really interested in becoming a channel partner. What? And it, it proceeded to like, and so, so it proceeded to be a meeting, basically like, it was, it was like they were pitching me to go sell their product for them. Oh my god! It was like, I felt like I was like in an Amway or an MLM, you know, thing. Yeah, I was going to say bait and switch to vomit. And, oh. and, but in my head, well, I must have said something. It's my fault. I, I must not have been clear. You know, I've gone over that conversation numerous times. It's like, I was totally clear. And um, I was like, well, maybe I have a responsibility. I don't want to get this guy in trouble in front of his bosses. So I'm just going to be quiet and all that. So that's why Pete told me I was too nice. Cause he said, dude, you should have stood up and said, you know what? Thank you for your time. That's actually not why I'm here at all. So I literally sat there for an hour hearing their pitch and even acted interested and it's like, I have to kick myself because I just wasted an hour. All right, I got you are way too nice. You are. Yeah. I would have been like, no, I think there's a misunderstanding. I was actually under the impression that you were interested in my services. Yeah, totally. Like, and, and this, this was definitely not, we're not, we can still have lunch and chat, but let's just be on the same page here. You think I'm interested in you. I think you're interested in me. We don't have to waste each other's time or we might learn something, but, but yes. let's get on the same page. Yeah, it is my biggest challenge. And uh, I'm glad you're not using this video because now I, I just realized like I'm, I have a ray of You look light. fantastic. Guys, Kurt looks fantastic. I see him <laughs> great. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's my biggest challenge is I do that, I, you know. So I try why to... though? Why? Like I don't, and, and again, like I, I also, for service, I'll go to the ends of the earth, right? Yeah. So like if we, if we're meant to have something ready by a deadline and, and it happens, right? We do marketing implementations in addition to all our strategic planning. Um, we do logos and branding and websites. And, and again, we've learned over the years to extend the website timelines as they become more complex, as we learn all the different things that can go wrong with them. And sometimes they go perfectly right and they're perfectly on time and it's amazing. And sometimes it's really, really not because we uncover it. I talk about like building a house, right? So you're digging and sometimes everything's cool. And sometimes you're digging and you not only burst a pipe, but you find an old cemetery. You're like, what? Right. <laughs> like, right. What? Yeah. You know, and then the timeline changes completely. Um, and so we'll always, you know, okay, I'll add bonuses. We'll put up a special temp page for the client. I'll, I'll throw things out. I'll go to the ends of the earth. Um, I try, I try, thank God I have never lost money on any of these projects. I've definitely hit break even. 
yeah, <laughs> you know, with right, all the things right. I'll throw in sometimes. But I know, but I feel like that's different than than something like what you're talking about. Where what are you afraid of? You know, I, I it's interesting that. Uh, it's turned into like a therapy session for me, right? It, yeah, it, it's, it's funny it on purpose, because, but I'm curious. No, no, it's fine. It, it's interesting because my personality as such is if I'm walking down the street and someone confronts me, um, like I know, and I'm the type of person, I was bullied incessantly when I was a kid. I was overweight and got beat up and all this. If, if you came up to me on the street and said something to me or my wife, I would punch you without hesitation. Like that would be it. Like I, I, I go into that mode on some things. On other things, I have this, maybe it's my Catholic guilt. Maybe there's some things with how I was raised. I have guilt a lot. And it's interesting. It, 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 there's, there's something there about it. Um, um, I, I, think I, I think I probably know why it is it just in terms of, there, were, there was a lot of interesting family dynamics growing up. And I was the kid who was the privileged kid, which is why I always hate that term, you know, your privilege and all that, because- I, I got yelled at for my white privilege. I'm like, dude, I'm Jewish. I don't got no white privilege, okay? It doesn't matter what color my skin is. Well, I like to share the statistic that 70% um, in the United States, 70% of suicides, white men, white men, 45 to 54. Wow. And you know what? Those are the privileged people Maybe they grew up. There are people I work with who may be two steps away from taking their own life because they feel guilty because they're caught in that comfort zone and misery and they're going away. And you know what? When I sat on my bed, remember it, the lights were off. I read about it in my book, rocking back and forth because I had anxiety and I didn't want to own my business anymore. I had to ask my wife to get, we only had two kids at the time, to get them away because I couldn't stand the sound of their voice. I felt guilty. I'm making all this money. We have a nice house. We have nice cars. I'm doing, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do, but I feel guilty. I think it probably goes back to uh, my, my, my father, my, my mom. Uh, they were married before, and they each had two kids, right? And um, you know, my dad's father, or my dad's uh, wife, uh, first wife, passed away. So his kids, my siblings from my dad, grew up. They, they lost their mom at 17. So they went through a lot of that, right? My mom had a number of things going on there. I had some siblings who had a, a bunch of problems. So here I am, they come together, they have me. Kurt's the privileged kid who went to Catholic private school. Kurt's the pri privileged kid who never ran away from home, never got addicted to drugs, all these things. Whenever I had a problem, well, I think part of the problem was no, no one ever asked Kurt how he was. Because you know what, Kurt, you have that problem. You know, I had it worse when I was younger. You got bullied at school. You know what? We had it worse. And I, I heard that and it toughened me up to no end, like, like, you know, greatly, but I carry around tremendous guilt at all times. Like literally what I'm sitting of, I, when I could have stood up and said, dude, why the hell am I in this meeting? You totally lied. My first thought was, I don't want to get him in trouble. Maybe I, I must've misunderstood it. You know, and it goes to that, which is so surprising because in other respects, if I was walking down the street and someone said, hey, Jack Hole, I'd tell him to go, you know, stick it up as, you know, whatever. It's just, it's, it's so interesting. But did so you ever play what if? Like, play what if, right? 
Because I totally get that. And we all carry that. We all carry whether it's extreme trauma and people have PTSD or it's minor trauma. Sure. or it's, Like you said, you know, that those, uh, what was the word you used? I, I loved it so much. The, um, not the, the escape your comfort zone of misery. What you said the other guy says. Quiet desperation. Quiet desperation, right? Or whether it's, it's that little, it's that undercurrent, that little thing. Everyone's got something. And, and when we're pulled in, did you ever play the what if game? What if I said it, what would happen? And then what would happen? And then what yeah. would happen? Did you ever play that? Um, I play it out very quickly. And it's like, well, I'm going to say that. Then it's going to be awkward. And then they're going to say, well, just stay for lunch anyways. And then what am I going to say after that? And then it's going to be like, oh, weird. And then... <laughs> And then I'm going to leave, and then what? And then yeah. what? And then what? Because at, at the end of the day, right? So we talked about um, Tony Robbins, Six Human Needs Psychology, or we talk mm -hmm. about you know the eight core drivers of human personality, right? So we've got significance, love and connection, certainty, variety, growth, contribution, and then the two primal fears, right? Which is the fear of not being enough and the fear of not being loved. Yeah. And so if, if it hits that... Right, so if someone comes up to you in the street and calls you a name, it doesn't trigger our fear of not being loved. Yeah. But if I'm in a meeting and I'm gonna insult the guy and I've got a reputation, and of course it'll then hit the money fears because what if they say something about me? What if I could have gotten a bunch of money from them? What if I sit here and then they realize I'm such a cool guy and then they do start asking me about my stuff, right. maybe I will still get the job. And it's the fear of not being loved and of not getting what I need. But at the same time, we can look at that, and I'm not trying to be, I'm not a therapist, I'm really not. Really, no, no, really no, not. this is great, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> but we can kind of look at it and it's, and it's always, you know, I, I've done a lot, I've done a lot of work. Um, <laughs> this did not come by accident. Um, <laughs> and, and it's always, there's always an element of inner child, right? When we're right. 10, we're also nine and seven. When we're 25, we're also 17 and 13. And when we're 37, we're also 25 and 32. And when we're in our 40s, and it's, we always have all those ages in us and, and things will trigger the primal fears, right? And then right. we'll play out a scenario when we really would have been in danger, right? right. But saying like, I'm not, right? So one of my mentors, Peter Sage, who was a guest on my podcast, mm -hmm. um, he has such a great line that I love, which is, I already am this, that which I seek, that's, right? That's so great. if what yeah. I want is to be loved, I'm already there. I'm already there. If I want to be secure, I'm already there. It's just a matter yeah. of tapping. And then we talk about, you know, abundance mindset and all this. Sure. It, and, and it's a work in progress, right? We start with little things. I'm a big believer in behavioral therapy and exposure therapy and all that stuff. Like sure. we, oh, yeah. we don't start with the big things, but every time there's a small opportunity or even putting yourself in that opportunity and, and pre-scripting, this is what I'm going to say when this comes up, you know, um, it builds the muscle to where you can say your truth, which is, dude, you just took an hour of my life. All yeah. we get when we get to this world is time and sunshine. And, and you just, you know, I wouldn't let you take my sunshine. And I wouldn't let you take my time. When I get people in my, in my program, because I work primarily with service-based businesses, and, and when they start to be, listen, SD, I literally had this. The program, like, I feel like I got 30%. So I'd like a 70% refund, or I'd like two one-on-one -on -one meetings with you. Like, Do you get that? Do you actually like, get that? I actually, actually had that. from a, oh I can't gosh. make these things up. I cannot make them up because they would never occur to me. I would yeah. never think of that. Right, and I, right. you know, I look at that and, and it hurts me. It hurts me for two reasons. One, because I don't know, because I'm so driven by others' success. I don't know if I can make you successful. If you so have no value for my time, then you don't have value for yours. And if you're in a service-based industry, how am I going to make you successful if you don't value your time? Right? Yeah. So that hurts me. And, and it, it hurts me also in that, you know, that one specifically bugged me because we invested, we invest so much into our people 
in our programs. And that specific person I had invested so much into. And I'm yeah. like, what could I do more to help you? Obviously not giving you what you ask for. <laughs> That's obviously right. not happening, right? Like there are rules and there are parameters and, and there are consequences to actions and you go through the program and, and we have guarantees in our programs, like crazy guarantees. Um, but you know, you, you overwent all of that, right? Um, and, and what can I do to help you? And you know, something that I had to learn is I can't help everyone. I can do the best yeah. I can and, and I can give as much as I can and maybe one day it'll hit them. Maybe one day, and, and I try, right? And I, and I try to say, listen, I value my time and I want you to value your time as much as I value mine. Yeah. And therefore, this is not something within the parameters of what I could offer you. And I'm always looking, but what can I? What can I? What can I that'll help you? Um, but starting with the frame of what can't I? Because yeah. as much as I value you, if I don't value me first, I'll never contribute in the way that I want to, to the world. Yeah. It's, it has to be me first. And I've, I've personally always struggled with that. I, I have an interesting background myself. Um, you and I have kind of similar, <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of like leading toxic environment nonprofit. Like I have a, a very similar story about that in my late twenties. Um, I was in Bali that came from an abusive environment. So like, similar, but very different in, in certain ways. Um, but that overdeveloped sense of responsibility of yeah. I owe the world more than I owe myself. Yeah. don't. Yeah. And, and it's, um, I'm, I'm getting a lot better at it. One, you know, one of the things and, and, and building up processes, and I do this with my clients, it's always interesting too, because the things you talk about with your clients and help them with, sometimes you're like, what? I'm not doing that for myself, you know, of course. Um, but one piece is, is I, I build up processes and structures so that I don't put myself in those situations yeah. of having to do that. And, you know, so part of it was I was mad at myself for putting myself in that situation where I was going to have to say no or stand up. And usually I don't. And I have systems in place and pre-written. I tell people, have the pre-written emails, have the pre-written responses that you send to someone so you don't have to think of it on the fly because then, you, then you're like, do I sound like a jerk? Do I sound too lenient? But life's and, gonna keep you know. challenging you. If this is your growth yeah. now, life's gonna challenge you and it's gonna come from left field where you don't expect it to face you until you can conquer it because you're, you're, you're in a growth and contribution space, right? Yeah, so right. if you're trying to grow and you want to contribute, then life is going to keep whatever you call life and God and whatever we want to call that, which created runs the world. Right. Um, you're going to keep being challenged to become your best self. And yeah. so things like this are going to come up until you can speak your truth and know that as much as we're here to serve the world, if we don't serve ourselves first, we have nothing to get. Yeah. No, this, is, this is Kobe. This is, Basic Kofi relationship bank accounts. The the interesting thing is, you know, releasing a book and the amount of people who think buying the book gets them full access to me. Yeah. And so it has really, you know, it, it, these things, you know, you strengthen your muscle as you go, right? And it gets to the point where you're like, uh-uh, ain't happening anymore, you know? And so um, I, I'm good about, about avoiding and about doing those things. And, and, and it makes me just... The amount of people who waste, and, and I say this, and people take it out of context, who waste money on grabbing a cup, of, a quick cup of coffee, and it's like, well, isn't it about relationships? It's like, yeah, but you really have to. Uh, Dan Pena, who is a lot of people hate or love, right? Um, I was in London. I don't know. Do you know Dan Pena? Uh, so I know Peter, and Peter's one of like Dan features Peter as one of his okay. like 
people. So I haven't met him yet, although I will be in London um, early November. Right around okay. the time this goes live, I think. Um, but I don't think I'm going to meet him. But I've been hearing a lot about him from Peter's Inner Circle, where I hang out. I, I, was the, uh, I went to uh, the London Real Summit. So London Real kind of- Yeah, yeah, Dan and, 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 and what's his name are very Brian close Rose these days. And, Brian Rose, yeah. Um, so I went to it to steal ideas to, to, to events, because I do events. And um, so Dan was there. And there's some things Dan says, and I'm like, all right. But a lot of what he says is, is you know, it's like my dad talking to me. And it's like, I, I get it and I understand it. But he talks about, you know, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but the power of the few. And focusing on the few and not trying to please everyone else. And so narrowing down what that is. And, you know, as you go, it's just, you know, really protecting that. You know, I let this one in. And I know, you know, I learned from it because I was so mad that ain't going to happen again. But the requests, hey, let's do this. Let's do lunch. Let's have this. And it's like uh, Joe Peachy is a sales trainer. He said, he tells people, how about you hire me and I'll buy you lunch? You know, because a $12 <laughs> lunch and then you're getting $5,000, $10,000 worth of tips ain't going to happen anymore. No. Totally, totally. And you know what? It's, it's, it's so hard when you grow, when you scale, and when you're here to serve, and you want to, and you start in one place. Like, I've always done all the sales, and we, we, have to, we have to wrap this. We could really talk forever, but this is important. Um, so I always do all the sales calls um, for my business because, because I'm good at it, and because I love talking to people, and because I think it's so valuable. And um, when we launched our, our previous group cohort, I had set aside space in my calendar, and literally 40 people, like we, we launched our five day marketing success challenge and went viral on launch. Um, it hit 600 people in like 48 hours, went into it. And I had had a link there to my calendar thinking like, okay, a couple hundred people will go in 20, you know, 15 people get on my calendar and you know, I'll speak to them and see how I can help them. And I got 40 people on my calendar in like 24 hours. And <laughs> I started freaking out and, and the clincher for me and, and they weren't, again, I want to talk to everybody and I honored every right. single appointment. I did not cancel one. I shut the button down immediately, but I did not cancel one appointment. But the clincher for me when it, and, and I was, again, life is going to always challenge you to where you have to go next. Um, and the clincher for me was when I, I picked up the phone on one of the calls and this woman says, hi, SD, you know, I really don't have time to talk to you today. <laughs> I, can, I can never make these up. I'm like, okay. She's like, and I booked this call because the button was there. And I thought I might want to pick your brain, oh but I'm very busy. And I'm like, I totally hear you. So listen, if you're busy, like, no problem. You guys are like, no, now that I have you on the phone, oh. maybe, um, <laughs> I kid you not, this to me was the clincher. Because again, the people who legitimately wanted help, even if they're calling to pick my brain, okay. You know, I'm going to help whoever's there. And obviously I have a certain amount of bandwidth in terms of the vision and goals that I want to do and what I want to bring to the world. And I can't, I can't handle that. Um, but, but that call where it was like, yeah, well, you know, I've seen you on LinkedIn and I love your videos. There was a button that I could talk to you. Like, obviously I'm going to press it. And I'm like, you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm someone different than I think I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm someone that people see differently than I maybe see me. Um, and, and like we said, time is our, our primary resource, time and sunlight. And so I, I have to protect him again. What's your vision? What's your goals? If you wanna help 50 people this year, by all means, leave that button open on your calendar. Don't reach out to too many people. Yeah. But I've, I've got a lot of people I wanna help. There are millions of people out there who wanna live their dream, who are wasting money on marketing, and I can help them, and I can serve them, and I can help them grow their business and build their dream and, and live it and love it and love their life. And I wanna do that, and if I cannot talk to every single one of them, right. I will never be able to help them all. Um, 
I can talk to them in, in, in group formats and I can guide them and I can, and I am having trainers and, and I had someone complain to me, all of these, all of these, and this is, it's growing pains and it's amazing. And it's, you know, first world problems are still problems. And, right. um, and I trained strategists and my methodology and I hired people who are, who are, you know, really high end marketing strategists in their own right and trained their methodologies. And someone even complained. She's like, I feel like you're leaving me hanging because you don't really do hourly anymore. Um, and, and I said, I hear you. So, so here are my options, right? People at my level, here's, here's what they typically do. They either make their rate so obscene that very few people can afford it. And right. then they have their five clients and they make their big money or they stay small um, and, and are overbooked six months out. I know people like that. Um, so, so here are my options. I could do that. I could run a raffle and see who wins. <laughs> I could put you on a wait list until next year. What do you want from me? I want to serve you. So I found other people who can serve you. Is it exactly the same? No. Might it be better for you? Maybe. I don't know, but I can only do the best I can with what I've got. Do you, how did you handle that person on the call who, not this, not this person, but the person who just clicked the button? Oh my gosh. Um, <sighs> did you get did you get off the call or did you No, 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 no. I yeah. stayed because when those 40 people got on my calendar in those 24 hours, I I shut the button down immediately, but I said I'm going to honor every single one of these yeah. and I honored them fully and it was a very very strong lesson because I still wanted to take the sales calls and I had it was still like another two months before I officially like brought other people in and, and trained other strategists to be able to understand if, because I don't believe in sales for selling. I believe in sales for, can I solve your problem or not? Right. And yeah. so it's gotta be from a completely honest place. And I've told people don't work with me or don't take my program if I don't think it's right for them. And I never want anyone to sell someone something in my company that's not right for them. And so right. I was super picky. Um, but no, I stayed on with her. I stayed on with her until she was done. Um, I answered whatever question she had. I encouraged her. And uh, listen, it, it, was, it was my lesson <laughs> and it was her benefit. And that was it. No, if you're on my calendar, I'm going to honor it. I just, I need to make sure that whoever gets on my calendar is, is the person that really has to talk to me. It's, it's amazing the amount of people. So um, I held free webinars for a while. And, and I still do them from time to time. And I get a lot of people who just, who would never pay for anything. And that's okay. And I've gotten a number of clients for my webinars. So sometimes every once in a while, I'll do an application, apply to work with Kurt. And in my content, I'll make sure to put only apply if you're serious and you're ready to invest, right? I get people who, uh, uh, like more than a few who do it. Oh, wait, it costs money. It's like, okay. And they fill out, I mean, it's, it's just sizable enough that it keeps people away, but not everyone. Yeah. They go through and they fill it out. Another guy said, well, I just fill out everything and I don't even know what this is. Like, what is it? Um, <laughs> I get that. And then I, I, I get people who sign up like, and, and a question is, are you ready to invest? Yes. Are you willing to do what it takes? How committed are you? Like, not really strongly, you know, whatever. Yeah. strongly committed. We call them, never respond. Or they respond, oh, I didn't know it cost money. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's just, uh, there's just people who they push buttons and they fill out applications. And um, yeah, it, it's an interesting. And they don't think, and you know what, there's, there's, and there's always that trade off, right? Um, which is, 
you know, I know someone who in their application process, they make you put a hundred dollar deposit down to speak to them. As long as you honor the call and you're genuinely interested, um, they have no problem. Um, your hundred dollars either goes towards your engagement or is refunded. If it's not a match for you, you can totally choose not to. Um, but you're, you're coming in with the understanding that you're speaking to a, a, a strategist, if you will, or, a, or, a, but not a salesperson. Right. Yeah. Um, and that this is a valuable session where you're going to learn something for yourself. And so it's a refundable deposit. So you take it seriously. So you take your time seriously. Do they lose people for that? I'm sure they do. Do the people yeah. that go through, are they more serious? Of course they are. Yeah, and that's totally. the trade-off anyone can make. And it, it only works when you're at scale or, or if you're really willing yeah. to put your foot down and make, and make that trade. Okay. We could, I, I, I was yeah. right. I knew this was going to go this way. We could talk <laughs> for hours. This podcast officially has like a, a time limit on it, which we're super over. Um, we'll have to do this again. We, we could do a three hour. We could do a five. We could do so much. Well, you're coming so on fun. mine. You're coming on mine. So yes. we'll continue the discussion. So you can continue it there. So tell everyone where they, we didn't even get to talk about exactly what your company does. We like alluded to it. So guys, you're just gonna have to check Kurt out online to see what he does. <laughs> um, I'm sure his PR is excellent. So I'm sure the <laughs> communications will be clear. Where should people find you? Yeah, if you go to... Um, I'll give you the landing page for my book because it's easier to spell in my name. It's uh, fivepillarsoffreedom.com. You go there and you can get chapter one of my book free and then find all the other various links with all my content. Love it. Is that number five or F-I-V-E? Uh, so, uh, F-I-V-E spelled out, fivepillarsoffreedom.com. Okay, so five guys. And just so you know, when you buy Kurt's book, you do not have unlimited access to him. I'm right. so sorry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just yeah. so you're aware. Um, but go check out his book. We'll put that link in the show notes and at sdrand.com slash 84. So Kurt, even though we're over time, I always surprise my guests at the end and I ask them for quotes because I love quotes. Um, so you don't have to have one, but it would be good. It doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can be. But I love like little pithy wisdom to wrap up the, the show. Yeah. Um, I don't, gosh, I don't know who, I think three people have said it, but it's always stuck with me. And it was on, uh, it was on a, my, when I was growing up, my mom had a, like a calendar with different quotes on it. I want to say the person on this quote, and this is going way back into my subconscious was Josephus Daniels, but I think Epictetus may have said it as well. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but it was no man is such a conqueror as the man who has defeated himself, which is, you know, where, where our biggest weapons but we're also, we can also be our biggest enemies and our biggest right. stumbling blocks. And that always stuck with me. Um, I, I read it at the time when I was struggling at track, it, it, you know, running and track and field. And I read that. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm choking. I'm getting in my own head. I'm getting in my own head. And, but it's always stuck with me. Um, I had a picture of a guy climbing a mountain. It's just, it's, it's funny, those weird things randomly passing it. Uh, and it's always been that quote in the back of my mind. I love that. I think that really kind of summarizes what we've been saying the whole time. And we started off with that, which is you can never be bigger than you think you are. You can never charge yeah. more than you think you're worth. You're really the only ceiling you ever have. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. So I love that. That's amazing. This has been so super fun. I agree. You. And, Thank you and, for having me so on. Valuable. Absolutely amazing. So guys, check out Kurt at 5-F-I-B-V-E, pillarsoffreedom.com. Go sdrand.com slash 84 for show notes and links. And... I know last episode, I was like, don't subscribe because someone said to me, I, I mentioned this in the last episode at the ending. Someone said, Esty, I'm an entrepreneur. I always go against the rules. At the end of your episode, when you tell people to subscribe or that like, you know, they should subscribe, I don't want to. I want to unsubscribe because you say that. <laughs> I'm like, okay, guys, everyone unsubscribe. Okay? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's gonna be my new thing. All you rule breakers, all you entrepreneurs, all of those people who think rules are suggestions like me, unsubscribe. <laughs> Miss all the good stuff. No problem. Um, no, but I always like to say at the end of the episode, like you're subscribed. You should be, because it's awesome. Um, but don't, because you don't follow rules. And this has been insanely valuable and super, super cool. So share the love share the information. We talked about so many things. I almost can't even recap it, but like insights on PR, insights on communications, insights on, you know, why we don't um, say what we need to say and mean to say, why we don't set the boundaries we need to, how to yes set the boundaries we need to with our clients. So many fun client stories. This is just a fun episode. So just hit that share button, iTunes, Apple, you know, don't don't hit the share button. I wouldn't want you. I wouldn't want you to make your friend or colleague's day. <laughs> that would be silly. Don't send sdran.com slash 84 to someone who really needs to hear this because why would you do that? <laughs> and we will catch you next week. Kurt, You've been so listening much. to the thank Business so much, Breakthrough guys. Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?